0: everybody. Welcome back to Hair Impact. I'm Bessone, your host. And today we are going to have a special trip for you. A cousin of mine from all the way from London. I don't know if it's raining, but maybe it is in London. So uh, this is Lulu Sogrados, um, a cancer survivor. who is going to tell us about the human part, the human aspect of cancer. Hello, Lulu.
1: Hello everybody, um, and I have, I have to say it's not for once raining in London. It's been raining, it's been <laughs> raining all weekend and um, no, the sun is out, it's shining, so I, I'm calling, calling
0: you guys from a sunny London. Thank you for having me. Welcome to Harry Impact, and Lulu, let's just start with you give a brief, you know, uh, introduction about yourself, just for people or our audience to hear about you really a little bit, a few words.
1: Okay, Um, so my name is Lulu uh, and as we said I live in London. I am 42 years old and I am a neuroendocrine cancer survivor. Uh, I finished my treatment eight years ago um, and I am now living my life post-cancer and um, yeah I think my main purpose really um, is to help other women through that journey uh, and to hopefully inspire people that there is a good quality of life to live after cancer. Um, so it's a very scary subject and I know that your focus is mainly on science um, and that's what your audience uh, is mainly focused on. So hopefully um, my ambition here is to kind of help you guys maybe understand a little bit more of the human side, uh, the emotional side that comes with, with this disease.
0: Thank you for being with me. Uh, this this episode because I'm really interested about the human side myself. Okay, I'm a scientist, but uh, you know, if you, when you're working people here, some people they are not talking about mental health specifically, and I want to talk about that with you sure. today. So I mean, it's it, I think it's one of the impact of crisis is our mental health because it, everything changes in your life. So. Let's talk a little bit about that. How important was it for you to seek support while you, had your treatment and after treatment, you know, post cancer treatment life? How, was, sure. how important was it for you?
1: I mean, it's, it's a massive part of it. I don't think, I think cancer is all encompassing and you can't break it out to just the body part that is being attacked by, by those cells or the tumor. It's, it affects you as a whole being, and so within that is your physical health, which you are you are working with the doctors to heal. But you know you are your your mental well-being is you. It's who you are, right? Your head is where it's all happening. So um, inevitably, yes, your mental health is is a big part of it. So it's physical, it's emotional, and it's mental. And I think we're getting a lot better. Not, I think we are getting a lot better at talking about the mental health side uh, of life, just generally in the world. Um, Conversations are being had now, uh, especially here in the UK. There's a lot of focus on mental health. There's especially uh, this year more than ever with COVID. You know, Um, so it is being addressed. People are talking about it. Hopefully, it means people are more likely to seek treatment and be open about their suffering. Mm -hmm. Um, I think with a lot of things we've still got a long way to go but I've seen a big shift from where I was eight years ago where it maybe wasn't so um, easy to to talk about what I was feeling on an emotional level I think yes there was so much focus on my physical health but I was um, lucky I was I was lucky enough to be offered counselling through my treatment, which really helped. Uh, and then I think after the surgery, I did seek out um, a psychotherapist as well. Mm-hmm. And I tried CBT. Uh, so I tried lots of different types of mental support within the health system. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, especially here. Were suggested by your doctor
0: or you choose to do that?
1: Um, the counselling was offered by, it's just part of the service here okay. in the UK. They are, um, there's a big understanding that it affects you emotionally and mentally. So yeah. they don't really let you go unsupported in that area and yeah. they offer you this service. Um, whether you choose to to take it or not, that's down to the individual, I think. Yeah, right. Services are there. Um, and sometimes they're offered sometimes you have to ask depending on where you know where you fit into the health system but they are there uh, but obviously i think it's up to the individual to want to do it not to want to take part in it to to put the work in because you have to turn up every week and yeah, you, have to, you have to <laughs> you open up. yeah you have to go <laughs> and there were times where i was actually too depressed too depressed to go yeah you know that's when you need it even more so you know you've got it's like with physio it's like with all types of rehabilitation mm-hmm. you know it's not you're not going to turn up and have someone wave a magic wand yeah. uh, to fix things you have to you have to turn up and you have to be vulnerable and you have to talk and and you have to want to resolve you have to want to have you know to be there and, and to put it in and And i think timing is a big thing so i did i did therapy in different stages of my cancer journey during and after and and i have to say not all of it was for me so uh it's about finding the person Mm -hmm. therapist that fits with you with you and what you your personality but also there's different types of therapy so Mm -hmm. for example i tried cbt and i did the six weeks of it and it didn't very little for me. That's not to say that it won't help somebody else, but it wasn't the right thing for me at the time. That's a question. What um, is that exactly? Because I, I, I've never heard about that. <laughs> CBC, cognitive behavior, cbt cognitive cognitive behavioral therapy. Okay, so I never um, heard. About that. <laughs> so there's 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 all different types of therapies, uh, mm. and I guess it really you know it's really important that you work with a healthcare professional to find the right type of therapy for you and what you need in that moment um yeah and it is you know it's not and it's not a sort of quick fix it's about finding the right person the right therapy and doing the work and and hopefully it will help you move along in that journey to help Mm -hmm. you cope with um all the anxiety and the the mental pain that comes with living with a with a disease as as big as cancer And actually, I think, you know, something's also really important to mention, and this comes from not just my own experience, but uh, with people that I've been working with in the last few years, other cancer survivors, is, you know what, the therapy isn't always about the cancer. People think that that's what you're going to go and talk about. And yeah, Yeah. some some people it is. But, you know, cancer brings up a lot of stuff for a lot of people and above and beyond the illness. Because um, it's you know. about your
0: life, I guess, I guess you see.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, it kind of just splits open your life and mm-hmm. all the stuff comes out that you may have been sitting on uh, and it kind of seeps through and you have, you're have you forced to kind of, I guess, sit there and look at it and it could be, you know, relationships, it could be pre-existing trauma that you had from, mm-hmm. from your, your childhood, it could be... Uh, eating disorders it could be sort of lack of purpose it could be poverty it could be just disconnection from society or your old life there's so many different
0: all the things. issues that you have it may be your life it, it could be all sorts
1: of things we're all different so our emotional baggage is different and um and so that that kind of comes out i guess in different ways during the whole cancer experience so the therapy could be bigger than just talking about cancer it could yeah. be talking about any number of things that you are you are facing that cancer brings with it
0: okay so let's go you know to the second question i want to have and it's something that actually surprised me I, and I learned it from talking to you another time about you know after you have your treatment your body is catching up let's say and you told me like for instance your hair let's say when they grow up they don't grow up as they were before something I learned from you so just just I just want to ask you about your body when it recovers how does it respond well
1: um big question because (laughs) because it's not again it's not a one-size-fits-all everybody's everybody's bodies is that yes. right <laughs> uh, yes. respond differently so uh, our bodies are all different going into a into a cancer diagnosis mm-hmm. uh cancer you know you'd have two people with identical cancers and their bodies respond differently to it because they are different people they are different weights and ages and different other conditions and different yeah. genetics and all this stuff yes. so you'll never have uh exactly the same experience mm-hmm. and so your body will will react differently Mm -hmm. um but then you know as you know because you guys are all scientists you know your body is constantly evolving and your body's not the same year on year
0: yeah so
1: so your your physical response to cancer changes your body will respond differently at different stages of the game Mm -hmm. you know you've got the treatment which is really aggressive um you've got operations you've got all sorts of things and they kind of layer upon each other so um yeah, your body takes a really big battering. And uh, when you come out of it, there are so many different changes you see in your body. And that looks differently depending on what treatment you've had. Mm. Um, you touched on, on hair. That's a really big common factor for people uh, with chemo- certain chemotherapies. Not all chemotherapies um, make you lose your hair, mm. which was quite interesting. I didn't know that until I got diagnosed. I just, I just assumed that, you know, you did chemo, you lost your hair. That was part of the process yeah Um, uh, you have some people who do lose their hair if they have had certain treatments and sometimes it grows back curly so you know you have straight hair your whole life and it comes back curly (laughs) Um, i've seen some people with just like the most incredible hair afterwards like literally double the strength and double the thickness it was before for me it was the other way around so i didn't lose all my hair i started losing like along the hairline Mm -hmm. Uh, that was my particular type of chemo and my hair never kind of really recovered in terms of the thickness and the amount um but yeah so it looks different to different people your skin changes a lot of the drugs um make you it's almost like really dehydrate you're so dehydrated so your skin massively changes uh, a lot of the steroids affect people with their weight so you have a lot of people who are struggling to either gain weight or lose weight after mm. treatment. Uh, on the back of that, there is all sorts of sort of eating disorders, I guess people then associate with the sickness. Yeah. Um, so yeah, your body, your body yeah. It's, um, but also you have to remember that your body is amazing and it does an incredible job of healing itself. Mm. And it's, um, you know, it's great that to help your body heal itself and seek out the right sort of professionals that you need in that journey yeah and um and just take it sort of a step at a time because obviously you've got the external things especially for women that's really important you know our skin our weight our hair our complexion
0: yeah
1: Yeah. we worry about it
0: a lot in our
1: life yeah yeah you do and it's like you know people lose their nails after chemo Uh, you get you can get um hormone acne i mean it's just a whole layer of but this is all the external stuff which i think people go what you're talking about a life like an illness that can kill you and you're sitting here talking about hair and nails but actually you know what when you are fighting for your life and you're that sick and you're trying to cope Mm -hmm. and then your body doesn't look like you you yeah Um, you
0: change a lot it
1: can really help it can really affect your mental Mm. your mental well-being it affects how you you know your how you feel and how you feel then affects how you fight you know um it's all encompassing and like a circle yeah yeah so so yeah then you've got all of that stuff and then you've got i mean then you've got all the internal stuff that's going on so uh your body recovering and it takes a lot longer than I think people realize unless you go through it and it was a big shock for me how many years I needed to invest in myself to heal my body yeah
0: um so how long did it take you to heal your body
1: years um yeah,
0: yeah I think there
1: was a lot of internal healing for me because it was my gastric system um there was a lot of um so, like, I saw
0: your post about uh, broccoli in the morning. Is that, was it yesterday? Oh
1: yeah, So I had broccoli for the f- yeah. So um, so my cancer was from the pancreas. So they removed yes. they removed most of my pancreas. They removed some of the surrounding area. They did a gastric. They removed part of my um, my bowels and my colon and reconstructed it. Mm-hmm. So my my internal healing took a long time to heal. My gastric system took a few years. Um, and I'm still working on it. And this is eight years later. So um, after all the surgery and everything, I could barely, barely digest any food. I was living off those little milkshakes, which yeah. are just, um, I guess, those nutritional ones from the hospital.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, food became a real big issue. I couldn't digest it. I was too scared to eat. I was spending a, I spent a couple of years being really, probably more sick after than I was before. Cause I couldn't eat. I was not getting the nutrients I needed. I was exhausted. I was in bed a lot. I was in a lot of pain. So that took a couple of years, I think, to start the journey. Um, I'd say I, I think five years, I think around the five year mark after treatment, I noticed a much healthier body and I was like, ah, okay, I'm here. Mm. You know, it's never, it might never be exactly as it was before, but I was, um, I felt that I had a healthy body around the five year mark. Um, and then, yeah, so little things for me, it's like I st- I'm still introducing food into my diet, which I never thought I could eat again. So wow. broccoli being one of them, mm-hmm. uh, it's not something that caused me so much pain. Um, yeah, so I'm here eight years later and I'm eating broccoli and I'm like, wow, it kind of, I know it sounds really silly and small, uh, but no, I, I, think it's, I guess it was a reminder for me yeah. like how far my body has come from eight years ago when I was living off these little milkshakes never thinking that I could eat a lot of food you No, know, but again. I think
0: if you have this experience in your life I think that's what you are missing the little things like broccoli or you know, yeah. <laughs> or, I know pizza I don't know <laughs> um, yeah, or but you know is- I walk <laughs> at the park I mean this yeah small thing is what you miss yeah. in your life
1: yeah and when there's a lot of them when you're when you're robbed of all the small things, yeah, you know, not just one or two, you're robbed of so much. Yeah, of um, you know, for me, it was like, I wasn't really, I couldn't eat out. I couldn't like meet friends and go for meals mm-hmm. because of the trauma of getting really sick after I ate. Yeah. and I didn't want to be away from home and I couldn't go on holiday and all these little things that something so small can just like throw on you. Mm-hmm. And then you've got all the other stuff as well. So um, there's, a, there's so much to deal with afterwards. That it's really overwhelming, and um, I think what I see a lot of people do, and I did as well, is that you try to fix everything in one go, and mm. it's just too much. And so just I think
0: take except, step by step, I guess. Later, yeah, breaking
1: like it down. That. Yeah, breaking it down, and that's why it takes so long because you almost have to do one thing at a time after time. But it's it's cumulative, and it's quite once you start seeing things change, yes. it's quite um, exciting. I that
0: from the weight loss perspective. <laughs> It's how yeah, right? you feel. yeah, because you know you are doing stuff that you never imagine will do your body in a way. I mean, it's not the same thing, of course. I'm not saying that, but you know, because your body changed again, yeah, I, I can relate to that part. No, I think
1: there's actually a lot more than you realize. I know that it's not coming from illness, yeah, but you're, you're coming from. I know that, and but that's not to say there isn't a lot of stuff that you can similarities that you can yes. relate to, yeah, yeah, and so I think. I think the similarities with that would be whenever you're making any changes in your life, whether you, it doesn't matter where you're coming from, mm-hmm. um, you are, change is huge. Like you've got to undo so many habits of a lifetime. Really, yes. And a lot of them yes. are mental as well. And yeah. you can't do that overnight. It's too mm-hmm. much. Can't, yeah. and, and it's a dance, it's a bit of a two step forward, one step yeah. back. Wow. I'll wake up one day and go right that's it everything i've been doing and everything i think and everything i've been like learned over the last 30 40 50 years i'm now going to do it all differently as of today uh and it doesn't work that way and so it's a process um which is what you're saying right it's a process you've got to you've got to tackle exactly. each bit one at a time and
0: and then when you start seeing changes it gets really exciting yeah you get and, you know you see your passion everything starts to you know, to, because you want to continue because of the changes you see. Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully that's, hopefully that's what, yeah. that's what that
1: I think when we, when we try to do too much too soon, we, we set ourselves up to fail. And then we're mm-hmm. going to, and we get defeated and we go, we can't do this. Yeah. Uh, if you break it down and just focus on one, uh, one part of your life um, that you're trying to change,
0: yeah.
1: get that sorted. And then you move on to the next bit and the next bit. And then hopefully you get onto a really
0: exciting momentum. Sure. After the, maybe for, like for you, the, uh, you know, at the end of the five year, let's say. Uh, yeah, I and mean, I'm still doing it now. Like,
1: I, th- I think it's a forever process if you want it to be. Like, yeah. you know, everyone's different and all the changes they want to make are different and no one's recovery looks the same. Um, you know, you can go, oh yeah, I fixed that one part of my life. Now I'm done. I'm just going to move on with no. my life. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I don't work it, I don't work at it as hard because I've done. I've done all the changes, and now I'm in a place eight years later where I'm living the life that I was building. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm reaping the rewards of the life that I have spent the last eight years living. I've yes. done the changes that I wanted to make, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm very happy in them. I'm living in them now because you don't want to get caught up in the constantly constant no. improvement. You you need enjoy. to rest from all that. Vital. Yeah yeah you need to live in the joy of the stuff that you've been building the life that you've built for yourself and the changes and the dietary changes and the exercise it's great do them but then they should then become part of your life they become part of you yeah so they're no longer like work
0: it's just your life now mm-hmm. so um, thank you let's just finish up with like for you giving some kind of positive messages to people that are fighting cancer or maybe they are survivors like you but you know they have that long time to reach to have that life they wanted to you know reach yeah um oh gosh it's quite hard
1: (laughs) um look there's no denying that cancer is is ugly okay um So there's no, there's no, I'm not sitting here going, oh, it's an amazing experience once you're through it. it, It's an an ugly experience Um, and there's a lot of fear attached to it, Um, but there is, I want people who are either in it now or sort of coming towards the end of the treatment. I want to say to them as someone who is eight years down the line, that there is such a good quality of life to lead afterwards, where you are now is temporary it's not always going to be like this they're um not there was a good like life. Of it. they're not going to live no life is no i never thought like i there was some really bleak moments for me and i never thought it would get better and i thought that was what my life was going to be and things are temporary things will change things do get better and there is a really good life to to be had after cancer or living with cancer um there's no going back to who you were before, but the good news is we get to decide the kind of life we want to build after for ourselves and um, on a personal level. Um, And and that's actually quite exciting when you get to that place.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Lulu. Thank you so much for this interview. Okay. I hope we... (laughs) I think you inspire and motivate people out there, I'm sure, because you are, as a person like this, but also that experience affects so many people, so I'm I'm guessing we have touched a lot of people. Oh, I hope, I hope so, you know,
1: this is is the only reason I share my story, Uh, it took a lot because I'm normally quite a private person, Um, but I forced myself after cancer to share my recovery and share my story wherever possible because... I want people to know that there is greatness to be had afterwards. So um, hopefully it does help someone out there. And we have to remember that cancer is on the increase. I think here in the UK, we're moving from one to three to one to two people will get it in their lifetime. Uh, But the good news is that we're making advancements and people now are living afterwards and with it and longer. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Science is doing miracles now Concern. Yeah, thank you to the science, to everyone out there from the <laughs> science background, who is part of, who is part of, I guess, sort of the solution and helping, you know, none of us would be here if it wasn't for the scientists. Um, so, yeah, but there's, but there's, there's a beauty in, I think, connecting and sharing and helping one another through, through yes. life. Thank you
0: again with me, uh, for being on Harry and Park. And uh, thank you for everybody that is uh, listening to this episode with Lulu Sugrados, a cancer survivor that inspires and motivates us about uh, show us some light about the life as a cancer patient and survivor. And I'll see you next time with another episode here. Make sense. You Superbar. Don't forget that. Bye. Bye.